Hello and welcome to Platforms for Future. This podcast is about building and scaling B2B platform ventures to help you to accelerate and de-risk your journey with practical tips and insights. In our conversations, we talk to founders, executives, and experts uncovering what they experienced and learned building their ventures. But we also cover new trends like ecosystem strategies, IoT and data platforms, Web3 and sustainability. This podcast is complementary to our Platform Innovation Kit toolset and the Platform Academy, where you can find more tools and learning opportunities for you and your team. For more information, please visit platforminnovationkit.com. And now, enjoy today's conversation. Hello, and welcome to this new episode of Platforms for Future. I'm Nathalie Dumas-Lamborghini, and I'm here with my co-host, my favorite co-host, my only co-host, Matthias. Hi, Nathalie. You're also my favorite co-host. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm your only co-host, right? Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Matthias. And so here today, we are very lucky to be uh, welcoming uh, Martin Peters, who's the CEO of Drop Friends, who you know, we, we, we will explain to us what, uh, what uh, DropFriend is, a brand new delivery service. Not the most easy one from what I understand. Hi, hi Martin. Hi, thank you for this introduction. And it's, of course, the easiest one. <laughs> well, you'll make, you know, that's the beauty of, of uh, a, a great service, making something hard look simple. Right. Absolutely. So the complexity is only in the back end. The front end is most simple. Exactly. So so let's maybe dive into it. I've, I've just said, uh, you know, drop friends and deliver new delivery service. And of course, that doesn't uh, say much about what you're doing. So I'll, I'll let you introduce yourself and introduce drop, drop friends. Yeah, thank you, Natalie. Uh, yeah, I'm Martin. Uh, I'm hopefully th 39 in uh, two weeks. <laughs> um, and I'm from Germany, Cologne. And I'm one of three founders of Drop Friends. Um, Jasmine Werner and Osama Aldoais and Martin Peters uh, were brave enough to found a startup in Germany. That was quite hard because it's a platform and uh, Germany is not the platform best um, <laughs> nation, to be honest, because of all the regulations. It's hard, it's tough, but we, we did it. We were brave enough. And uh, Drop Friends turns everyone everywhere to a carrier independent parcel shop. Uber-like. It's a crowdsourcing um, mobile app or platform uh, with a great opportunity for e-commerce, for consumers, and for retailers in the cities. Okay, that sounds very complex indeed. Uh, can you give me an example? Of what do you exactly you mean for um, 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 yeah delivery service or de delivery platform? For me, uh, I'm a uh, online shopping fan i buy a lot of online and get it delivered so how will it help me as, mm -hmm. as just just imagine uh matthias to be honest who likes to pay for prime when you only receive your parcel stage later from your neighbor yeah um so you're paying for a service which you can't handle because your neighbor got the package and you're trying for days um to get this package your wares from this neighbor 
because of intransparent processes, because of all the package volumes for the carriers um, and so on. So Dropin lets anyone create a paid parcel store in seconds via mobile app um, to boost their house up budget and welcome more customers to their stores when you're a retailer, to be honest. And this works for all carriers, not only for one. Yeah, this is uh, the other part of the site. Um, and so we were able to um, to connect people with each other inside of this whole logistic world on the last mile. Um, the last mile is the part of this um, supply chain management uh, where the career service um, makes the handover to you as a consumer. This is the last mile, and we make it more transparent, more fair, uh, and more relevant for everyone. So if I'm the buyer, I can save money because I don't pay for Amazon Prime, but I give money maybe to my neighbor because he is taking care of my package. And on the other side, the neighbor is can, <clears throat> can, can earn some money because, uh, yeah, uh, he receives the packages and becomes a kind of a parcel store and hands out the packages to, to the neighbor. So I can also get a kind of an extra income or extra money a bit. Yeah, mo mostly. Um, the thing is, um, we are handling everything completely automated for every party inside of this platform. So when you're booking, um, when you book a drop point, that's the name of our parcel stores, um, then you pay 99 cents for that at the moment. So you're getting the address and an individual a unique ID. So in both of this, you enter now as a delivery address in every um, online shop or marketplace on earth. So the carriers then deliver the wares directly to this unique address, which is um, completely next to you, 50 meters. And when then this person gets the package, this person is able to make a photo and to document it via text and so on, so that everyone is completely transparent um, with this complete delivery. Is there any damage or uh, something like that? Do you have a timestamp in real time? You see the package um, via photo in real time when um, your drop point got the the um, uh, the package, and of course the e-commerce shop is able to see that too. So everyone is completely um, handled fair and transparent in this part. So it's um, very, very easy to, um, for the people to use because we're handling the payment flows um, too, completely. So no e-commerce or consumer um, needs to to handle some some strange payment flows for themselves or um, anything like that we are handling it one payout per month for the whole sum um, for the drop point and the um, e-commerce um, has no trouble for yeah let's say um, handling this financial regulation stuff and what would be the difference with uh, the existing services? Uh, like, I don't know what it's called in, in Germany. We've got Point Relais. 
in in France, for example, what would be the difference? Uh, it's it's like a local shop that will um, get uh, uh, the the and uh, receive receive for you the, the your parcels. Uh, now maybe some local shops are further away. Is it the distance? What what else? What other? Mm -hmm. What would be um, the difference? The, the difference is, is um, on, on the carrier side, mostly. You, you have to see um, most shops are only able to have a contract with one carrier. And we are saying that's not fair. That's not, not a good choice. So everyone can use drop friends for any carrier. Means if you um, book a drop point via our mobile app, you get the address and this unique identifier code, and you enter it as a delivery address in any marketplace or online shop. This means um, we we don't we don't care which carrier is here in the process because the carrier has to deliver it directly to this address. So that is one of our USPs, of course, that we are completely independent from any carrier contracts. That's the one part. The other part is um, our shops or our drop points are able to set capacities and times for um, the handover for the pickup means a private household and the shop are able to say, okay, I only want to have 10 packages, um, for example, um, at the same time here in my rooms. Yeah, or only five or unlimited. That's absolutely your choice because we say it must be fair with a fair payment um, to handle packages for the carriers. You you are um, handling their yeah their their uh, possibility to to monetize their service, and you need to collaborate with them. So why not doing it fair? on um, every side um, that this saves carriers money and time online shoppers nerves and career service can use the temporary storage on the drop platform for route optimization too and the inner city traffic is reduced and the co2 emissions per package are cut by two-thirds by this opportunity um, for using our service because of the distances private households and shops are making a more great grid for parcel shops in your directly uh, neighborhood so you only need to go 50 meters instead of 500 meters so, so what I hear is that uh, Drop Friends is kind of following a meta platform strategy. So each parcel service like uh, DHL or Hermes, UPS or whatever, they need to establish a network of parcel shops to be able to deliver it. If they cannot deliver it uh, first time, then they put this to a parcel shop and uh, then you can pick up your stuff at the parcel shop or maybe your neighbor. So you have uh, you have the first time delivery or you have the parcel shops or you have your neighbors and what you do as drop um, um, uh, friends you combine all of those networks in, into a kind of a meta platform absolutely so, so. absolutely because you have to think uh, in germany it's absolutely true every second there are eight parcels that are not first delivered in germany every second eight parcels this is a huge volume so we need um, to do something on a meta basis. It's no other possibility to handle this volume. 
and and it's a big advantage also for the for the buyer right so i remember my wife she bought something online and then it was delivered to a gas station <laughs> two kilometers away and we said that this was an advantage for the parcel service because they could park it there but for me i needed to go there two kilometers away from home to pick up the package so it was kind of an additional hassle i said why what that why that why not the neighbor why not something somewhere yeah, else exactly and and the really crazy stuff on that is um The companies, the carriers say, okay, we have um, uh, cars um, which are uh, driving only with ACDC or something like that. It's absolutely sustainable and co. But no one is talking about that the consumers need to go to the places to pick up the packages too. So, uh, in fact, there is more CO2 blown up in the air than before. Yeah, that, that's that's so crazy. And Germany, 74% of the whole population knows that they are not at home when the delivery starts on their side. They know it. And uh, that's that's such a huge number of, of people out there. So there must be a change. It sounds very interesting. So let, let us park a bit the sustainability aspect. It's very interesting. And let's mm -hmm. talk about this in a minute. But before uh, we said, okay, we understand you follow a kind of a meta platform strategy. So you have to uh, uh, not only solve the chicken and egg problem, but you have to solve the chicken, egg, wolf, and whatever um, uh, problem, <laughs> yeah. as we call it. Um, so you have to yeah, convince multiple parties, not only tools to join your platform. Can you a bit more exp explain how you solve this? Yeah multi-sided egg problem here <laughs> whatever you call yeah. it Let, okay let's try um so at first we built um, our mvp for uh, checking out is there a proof that people really want to um yeah get packages after a, a booking process yeah are, are they willing to do that and we found out yes they are <laughs> um we needed only two months for uh, gaining 1,400 drop points. This number is huge. Only yeah, two months. Very impressive. Huh? Ju just for comparison, DHL needed in Germany more than 18 years for 7,000 pack stations. Just for the comparison. And um, we are completely independent from carriers. Pack stations are dependent on DHL. And this, this is the, the part where we found out, okay, our platform is really scalable. Amazing. So the uh, second part was, are people now willing to book a drop point um, to be sure that their packages will arrive um, shortly or on a first delivery try? And yes, They, they are willing to do that, especially in Cologne and in Hamburg. In Cologne and in Hamburg, we have more drop points already than DHL has packet stations um, there and parcel shops. And our um, uh, Cologne-based startup was talking to a lot of people here in Cologne. Are you willing to do that? And everyone said, yeah. I would try that. And on the same day, they tried to, to use a drop point. They made the booking and we have some power users in Cologne, um, especially. And we have great stories about that um, where we connected people which wouldn't be connected without our platform. A student now goes um, once a week or every two weeks 
to a senior yeah to Gertrude um to get the package and last time um I, I talked to the student was uh he she opened the door the senior and the student was asked um are you hungry I have some pie I made some pie and do you want to drink a coffee with me? Amazing. And this was something like goosebumps. So we have the social effect in uh, in this part too. So it's meter of meter. <laughs> in, in, so in maybe the next time I select the drop friend, the drop point with the best picture, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not Tinder, but uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Could be a side effect. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so this so this means uh, you have um, so you solved the, the, the original um, chicken egg problem by addressing the, the the drop points first. So you acquired or you not acquired, but you attracted a lot of drop points. Mm -hmm. Then you push this to the market and you see very positive feedback. And so how do you handle now the carrier side? Yeah. Um To be honest, we really love the idea um, of being independent from the carriers, um, because in the past, the, only the carriers wanted to um, to solve their own problems. We see the problems now on the side of the consumers, of the e-commerce, of the cities, of the neighbors. And that's the reason why we address this, this stuff now more on the e-commerce side um, with our software development kit for integration inside of the checkout process. So when you're doing your um, uh, checkout process, you, you are able to choose the address of, of your dreams, if you want so, in your neighborhood with the perfect um, delivery times, with the perfect capacities, uh, with the perfect picture, with the perfect um, star rating and so on. So it's it's doing this shopping experience now. And you know, you are one of the 74% um, uh, people uh, which are knowing that they are not at home when the the uh, the package arrives um this is now amazing you're getting a new flexibility of your daily plans and that's the reason um why we are now able or we want to make it able um to take the pressure on the carriers if the online shops the e-commerce now forces the interactions of the consumers with our drop points then the carriers have no other um uh, point to to deliver the packages to these new addresses um so we don't care which which address um the the stuff is is um used um the the thing is the carriers need to bring parcels to a destination and we don't need to tell them that the consumers and the e-commerce need to tell them that and that's the pressure and the point of view uh, which we really are forcing now And you mentioned, uh, so, I mean, uh, without even mentioning it, we can imagine that uh, all the, having all those uh, stakeholders is quite complex. And, and you're mentioning, you're explaining how each stakeholder will have, uh, obviously, to be uh, addressed differently and taken uh, uh, care of differently and uh, will find a different benefit. And this is, um, in fact... Uh, Uh, to me, to me, it's really what a platform. What you're doing is really what a platform should be doing: orchestrating an ecosystem, not just connecting A and B, but yeah. really orchestrating an ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And I guess uh, you kind of alluded to it, but I guess um, 
there are some complexities in terms of uh, uh, legal uh, obligations or non-obligations uh, in Germany and in Europe, because I'm sure in France we've got nothing uh, to to. <laughs> uh, we're, we're not much uh, easier to deal mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. So um, can you tell us a little bit more about this? Uh, is the legislative framework more of a, um, a showstopper or a hurdle or non-existent or helping you? Or what's your take on this? Mm -hmm. um, to be honest, there's only one topic on the legal side, which is kind of complex in Europe, because not every nation is handling the, the part on the last mile on the same way. Um, the thing is, um, in, in Germany, we have two words for the English word owner. Yeah, that might, uh, that's, that's quite difficult. So if I buy something, let's say a new mobile phone, then I'm the um, Eigentümer. That's the German word for that, the, the owner of that. I, I'm allowed to um, sell it now to, to my girlfriend or to another friend. But if the uh, carrier delivers this new mobile phone to, to you, Natalie, you are not the Eigentümer, you are the Besitzer. That's the other German word for that, which means that um, you are now the owner of this mobile phone, but you are not allowed to sell it to another person. Yeah. Um, and thank God in Germany, we have this, um, the, this possibility to, to differ here with this part. Um, in France, it's quite a problem um, because you don't have this legal area. There. Yeah, I, I, I was trying to think, okay, wait, wait do we have a, a different word for it? Hey, I, that's that's kind so. of crazy. Um, you, yeah. you don't have um, uh, on the legal side, but you have one of our biggest competitors in, in France. <laughs> that's the other tricky part here. And um, I would love if, if, the, per if the CEO or, or the founder team um, hear me now, let's talk. I, I would love to go in the discussion with that, how you um, handle the situation. Which, which name did you say? Who is the competitor? Do you um, in, in the Netherlands, it's Homer. Um, mm -hmm. in, in France, ah. I have. Let's 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 check. If you give if you give me a second, I will find out the name because my French French is not so good. Uh, don't worry, uh, we, we but, can but, find but, it. But, but, but Martin, yes. I like your I like your French because you can explain Natalie <laughs> the language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean I, I understood very well the Besitzer and the uh, I, uh, what did you say Eigen Eigentümer Eigentümer Yes Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I was actually trying to check this because I didn't think we had uh, that kind of a difference. So it's a legal posture, right? I understand very well. Uh, and it's quite handy, in fact, in Germany, right? Because you can give that status to the drop friend of a Besitzer. And uh, uh, legally, I suppose there are some different uh, responsibilities and rights. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, you're absolutely right. That's one of the reasons why we started in Germany with this topic. Of course, we would be able to start another country. But on the legal side, because in Germany, everything is regulated, as you know, everything. When I mean everything, then I mean everything. And this is 
on the one hand, very hard for, for a platform business like ours, but on the other side, it's it's quite amazing because it makes so much more easier because everything has this own definition and, and so on. And this is uh, in other nations quite complex. The same complexity is in Spain too, to be honest. Dear listeners, I hope you enjoy our podcast and you can learn more about building and scaling a successful platform business. I'm Matthias, CEO of Fastbreak One. And as you know, we at Fastbreak One are platform entrepreneurs by heart. Since over 20 years, we are building new platforms and this makes us one of the most experienced platform venture builders around the globe. If you are a corporate and you tried out different strategies, consultants, IT partners, but your platform initiative struggles to scale, please check out our assessment services. For example, we work closely together with a leading insurance company who tried to establish a platform for two years, but the results were below expectations and the risk to fail was very high. Within one month, we helped them to understand the bottlenecks and created a step-by-step -step plan to scale. Today, we are working very closely with the company and the platform became a market leader. Yes, we are no consultants. We are entrepreneurs and we love to share the risk and go full in in building new platform ventures. Learn more about our experience and our practices of work at our website www.fastbreak.one or send us an email to contact at fastbreak.one. And now let's go back to the conversation. Okay, so that might be... Uh... Do you think that could be a hurdle to to scale? Uh, how important is that is that difference in fact in your in your model? Um, it, it's it's not it's not so hard to be honest because um, this this is another complexity which we will solve. Um, with with our platform, we already solved so many complexity uh, on the back end, on the front end, and on the legal side, and and whatever, um, and we will solve that too. Um, we we are already um, uh, we are already focused on on the expansion of our platform for Austria, for Switzerland, and for the Netherlands too, um, because we see a huge market there too, uh, and the opportunity to make a change on the last mile delivery service. We've seen so much new delivery services on the local side um, with, with great e-bikes and whatever, um, which are trying to, to solve this huge volume problem. But to be honest, this, this is not, this is not the, 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 the solving of all the problems. Um, if no one is there to get the package, To take the package when the delivery is started, um, then you have then the the local ones have the problem, not the huge carrier, then the small ones. Um, so we need a better management of packages um, on the relevant time at the relevant destination. And when we don't solve this problem first, then you can. Uh, start so many e-bike delivery servers as you want to. This will not solve any problem. Yeah, I think this is, um, I have the same thought. So online shopping will be there and it will stay. Uh, and as you, as you said, only the one out of eight packages will arrive first time and all the other seven will go to a, the neighbor or to the packaging station. Um, then this should be the big address here. Yeah. And uh, having 
Let's let's talk about your monetization model because you have now multi-sided business model or multi-sided platform with the neighbors, with the buyer, with the online retailers, the offline retailers, with the carriers and so on. So how how is your I understood that the the neighbor he can earn 99 cent per package. So the, where's the 99 cent coming from? Um, um, nearly. The thing nearly. is um, the booking um, costs 99 cent for the communa, the consumer. Um, the drop point gets minimum 50 um, percent of that, means 50 cent. Um, the other part is on our side so that we can um, handle all the payment costs and the IT infrastructure costs and so on. But um, if your ratings are raising, uh, the good ones, of course, not the negative ones, um, then it's dynamic, then it's um, it's growing. The possibility to earn money is growing. So it means in a maximum size, um, you're earning one euro on this part, um, and the minimum size is uh, 50 cent. And of course, everyone is able to calculate um, 99 cent, maximum one euro. Eh? Uh, how, how is this going? Um, this is a mixed calculation because of our subscription models for the e-commerce, uh, for the checkout pro pro processes, for the um, retailers in the cities, which are able to use our platform via SaaS uh, with a subscription model and so on. So we see it on a more universal or meta um, discussion than um, only from the one side with our mobile app. So there are two ways money comes in. One is from the buyer side and on the other side from the retailers who have uh, to pay for a subscription model. Right. The B2B and part. Let's say that's the B2B yeah. part. Mm -hmm. So you have a mixed, also a hybrid model of transaction fee for mm -hmm. the, and then the other is like a, a, a SaaS business and uh, you could combine it. So can you tell us which part is bigger? Is the SaaS part bigger than the transaction fees or the transaction fees higher than the SaaS? Well, do, you, do you mean the amount of money or do you mean the transaction size? No, no, no. The amount of money. So because uh, we have seen this model, this hybrid model, it's called marketplace enabled SaaS model or SaaS enabled marketplace. Um, depends a bit. Um, also in other on other platforms. Mm -hmm. um, and um, we are just curious, uh, what is contributing more, the transaction yeah. part or the SaaS part? Just... <laughs> You don't need um, to be exactly uh, just 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 roughly. <laughs> the B two B part is is much much higher than than the transaction part, of course. Um, for for our business model, uh, is it's absolutely important um, to have this part. Um, but on the um, e commerce side, of course, it's not only done with. Um, uh, with a subscription, because when you're paying X, Y, Z euros for a monthly subscription, but you have 1 million packages uh, or 1 million uh, bookings of drop points um, and we need to pay them, this will not work, of course. So that's the reason why we mixed it up here on the e-commerce side with a subscription model with a lot of features. Um, and one feature is to make the possible, um, to give the possibility to book a drop point in a checkout process. But when the booking is then started out of the checkout process, of course, um, the transaction fee will be in place too there. Um, this, this is absolute, um, um, in, in place here 
Yeah, but there are um, a lot more features than only this one, so that you are able to to block a, a pickup. That's another feature of us, so that everyone, every um, e-commerce is able um, um, to say, okay, I please stop the handover here because we think it's fraud because of uh, areas of payment or something like that, completely automatically. Um, there are a lot of features which we offer here for the e-commerce. On the other side, the retailers in the inner cities are having just a subscription model, of course, because there are no transactions um, which which are in place here. Um, it's just the SaaS model with some features for handling um, the packages for the um, employees via smartphone app and the SaaS um, software. Um, the software, of course. <laughs> the software is a solution. Um, and uh, of course, um, the loyalty system so that they are... Um, able to to give a coupon directly at the handover so that the inner city retailers can see that they have a lot of um, more money um, after the the visitors came and got the packages i have um a practical question, which uh, mm-hmm. is, uh, I'm sorry, I'm jumping to another topic here, but I was uh, thinking if uh, I'm a, a, a drop friend uh, person, uh, yeah. have I got the ability to set some uh, uh, times where uh, people can come and pick up yeah. their parcels or pick is it time. like, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's possible that you, that you, um, can define your pickup times times and during the booking process you see already this uh, pickup times so that you can decide ah are they good enough for oh, me or right. not okay cool yeah and so um you actually uh i always mention this and matthias knows i always mention this my my favorite topic trust uh, you mentioned uh, at the very beginning when you introduced the service, you mentioned uh, the rating, uh, the, the transparency, uh, the, the possibility to see the package uh, being delivered, etc. Uh, so all this goes towards uh, the trust element of the platform. Yeah. Um, and I suppose there's also data uh, security attached to this. For example... I don't know if I'm having a parcel delivered to my neighbor. Um, I don't want necessarily to him to know or he, how to know what's in it, uh, what's uh, you know how much I've paid for it, maybe mm-hmm. or, um, or or anything like this. I, I guess you've uh, uh, attacked that issue also, right? Um. So of course, data security is is a, is a is a huge topic, even in Germany. Um, and uh, if someone opens a package, then we have a huge problem here. Of course, yeah. But no one will open a package because it's the same process like um, the actual um, date. Yeah. So in this moment, people um, or neighbors are getting parcels for their neighbors, and they do not open that. And this is the only way to to check what's in it. Um, we will not transfer any information about the um, the wares or the the purchase sum or anything else of that. 
Coming to another topic here about sustainability, you mentioned that and uh, that we can not only uh, save time, but also save CO2 using the service. Um, can you a bit more explain um, what is the potential here? Mm -hmm. And um, and uh, you also said, okay, when when I don't have to drive to the next gas station or parcel shop, so it saves me time, but also uh, uh, CO2, Maybe is there also another partner here when we for you, which is this which are the cities? So the cities are, have a strong interest in reducing the overall CO2 footprint of their mm. of their city. So couldn't it be should could could be the cities also in kind of an enabler of your platform to for the go-to market? Yeah, uh, indeed. Um, we're already talking to um, two um, huge cities in, in Germany. Uh, one of the big four. Um, Dresden, right? Uh, <laughs> the, the big four. <laughs> no, uh, it's 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 more like Munich. Um, so the the thing is, um, they are really interested to solve the traffic problem here. So when you calculate um, an average of one kilogram CO2 uh, per package. You see the potential here um, to reduce something. Yeah, we have um, last year we had uh, 5.4.5 um, billion packages in Germany. Yeah, that's a huge number, and uh, more than 200,000 packages were not delivered first here. And this means that these packages need to be transferred to uh, to another place, to a parcel store, to a, a, a neighbor, or even a second or third try, whatever. And with every first deliver, um, successful first deliver, um, you can cut it up to two third of this. So it's then kind of 200, 300 grams CO2 only then instead of one kilogram. And there, the potential is so high. Last year, there were 237,000 tons of CO2 blown up in the air in Germany because no one opened the door when the delivery guy was ringing the bell. And this is such a big number. The, the Bavarian forest needs more than two-thirds of the year to compensate that. Yeah, just just for the imagination, how many uh, CO2 that is, how, how much uh, CO2 that is. And uh, we are solving the problem because our drop points are at home and the first delivery is possible here. And and, and my point is, um, as we say, each business uh, needs to be by design also a sustainable business. So you should not only look for profit, but you should also look for a positive impact to nature or to the society. Mm -hmm. And it seems like the drop rents uh, is really uh, having this approach. So you're also looking for how can we reduce CO2. The other question is, does it also help you? Does this kind of strategy for maybe laying out, you can save CO2 and whatever, does it really help you as a company to for your go-to market for scaling up? Or is it just, let's say, a bit marketing, but not really supporting? Or is it really, no, we can clearly see the benefits of, 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 of showing this? Mm -hmm. um, to be honest, now we have November and the big crisis worldwide is here. And we're um, getting more and more the feeling that everyone is 
more looking after money at the moment than after the CO2 emissions. Yeah, uh, I would say one year ago, the sustain, uh, sustainability was a huge and important part, um, but this is gone at the moment. So at the moment, it does not help us uh, for the company for 2022, but it will help us in uh, five years uh, when we decide to breathe. <laughs> yeah, I would say um, that that's 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 the important part here. But the cities, um, like I told before, are having a huge interest um, to solve their problems with CO2 because the uh, European Union have roots set. And they need to reduce the CO2 households um, very drastically. And if they're not to, it costs them really um, much money. So they are still interested in the sustainability um, sector. And that's the reason why they are talking to us as a company. Yeah, I think yeah, you're right. So short term, we have now this problem with the energy crisis and, co and so on and uh, all of things. I think the, the minds of the people are, are now for, uh, is my job safe? Can I earn money, right. etc. So, But this is short term, but in the long term, it's... Um, it, it, you mentioned it helps you and it's clearly you clearly see the benefits of having a, a clearly sustainable business. I think we coming to a kind of an end with our podcast right now. Um, so thank you for sharing all of the insights on Trends, and we 100% um, uh, recommend to all of our listeners to try it out, test it, um, at least when you are here in Germany uh, or you put yourself on the wait list uh, when <laughs> TropFriends is available exactly. in France, uh, when they solve the legal stuff and clarified Eigentümer and Besitzer. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, in the meantime, <laughs> come to Germany, try it out and test it. And um, Martin, as we always close our podcast, uh, asking our guests for a yeah what based on your journey you went through and uh, what you have learned what would be your let's say single most advice to uh to other leaders to other executives to other ceos maybe of platforms or incumbent companies but what would be your key takeaway from your journey and your advice to them oh that's a good one um <laughs> I think um, trust is an important part of sales. Um, evaluate your market and check if market leaders or competitors have caused problems in the past. <laughs> um, then consider that they will be skeptical of you as well. And you should use the challenge as a strength here. Um, be innovative, um, go your way and show that innovation means always to change something. And when there are uh, problems uh, or when there were problems in the past with the huge players, then you should show up what the good vibe could be in the future because of you. So having a long-term vision, stick to it uh, and maybe adjusting a bit uh, how you reach it, but uh, definitely stick to your long-term vision. Yes. And Perfect. a positive, a positive uh, thinking message, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Despite all the difficulties. <laughs> yeah, it, it needs to be. Yes, absolutely. And we yeah. like that, a positive <laughs> conclusion. Yeah, this is also what we establish with our clients. So really um, working on a long-term vision, stick to it, um, but be smart and clever, learning from the uh, short-term results adjust a bit, but stick to your overall belief 
and your overall vision. Yeah, and be brave. And be brave, and be brave, exactly. Especially when you conquer France, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Or or when you conquer the next uh, countries beyond the big four, right? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) The next uh, cities, sorry, beyond the big fours. When you go to Dresden, be be brave. (laughs) Oh, Dresden is a very difficult market. So, (laughs) (laughs) Martin, thank you very much for joining. It was a pleasure. To thank learn you. more about footprints, you and your journey, and yes, thank uh, also you. thank you for the advice. And uh, looking forward to maybe speak to you in one two years and see how it evolved. Yeah, we bought Google then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Excellent. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Martin. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much. Ciao.